Today we have Michael Versteeg. Michael is something of a relic in trail running. He carries the torch of late 90s, early 2000s vibe when runners were less professional, less elite road runners were making the switch. It was just about going out and redlining and getting it done. The irony is that he's also the face of one of the most progressive brands out there, Satisfy Running out of Paris. We talk about all of it. Satisfy Running, his relationship with Ara Vipa, Jamil Corey, vacation races, fatherhood, his final Coca-Dona attempt this year after winning the inaugural race. Kind of chat about it all. It's kind of like what I said in the email. I don't really like short, like if I'm going to take the time to like, yeah, down and talk to somebody, I like, yeah, they like throw a bunch of questions at me and then I say like some generic things in 30 seconds and then we like move on. It's like not very compelling. If I'm going to sit down and talk to somebody, I'd rather like get into some stuff. First off, thanks. I do appreciate it. I know you're busy. I said, I, Looked like you had something to do with Black Canyons this weekend. At the very least, you were riding pretty cool three wheeler thing through <laughs> through town. Uh, yeah, I mean, Satisfy and Aravipa are like becoming more and more involved with each other. So yeah, it seems like they're coming out for a lot of the races now. And um, and like, then I actually like Reese is like flying out for them. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, because they're like they're coming on as like sponsors of the events and just mm. like, yeah, all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I, and then I actually ended up running the 60 K yesterday. So. Oh, you did. I know you're training for Coca Dona. Was that just like a, a spur of the moment thing to jump in or were, did you, were you marking the course at all? Were you, did you have any responsibilities? No, I was just there because of satisfy and, and yeah. there were a couple satisfy runners running and, um, yeah, I was just hanging out and I, I didn't, I wasn't planning on running and Saturday I was like there all day and I just felt sort of useless. I was like, just sort of like <laughs> milling about. So I was like, well, if I'm going to be out here, like maybe I'll just run. So I ended up running yesterday. Nice. And, uh, yeah. Which those fucking short races that are like hard. Yeah. Why do you push it? Like the red line longer, or is it just like, if you're going to do it, you want to make it worth it. Just like these interviews. Yeah. I don't know. I just, it's like, yeah, you just try hard at short races. I'm not good at trying hard. <laughs> you, yeah. Like, I feel like sometimes the worst I feel after races are like 50 Ks, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. You're just running as, at least for me, like I can't run that fast, you know? So it's like, like my, like marathon 50k pace is probably like as fast as I can run, you know, like, <laughs> right. so I'm just right. running as fast as I can run for like yesterday's like almost five hours. You know? I mean, w- were you a marathoner? Were you a road guy for, or did you just grow up on the trails? I don't either. Actually. I, I, um, yeah, I've never, I never ran, I never ran officially in as, like in high school or college or anything. Um, yeah. I have a pretty long, like just sort of outdoor sports background. So I was always like, like I've always, I've, you know, I've been a climber for a long time and just like sort of like mm-hmm. alpinism and mountaineering. And I've always okay. sort of gravitated towards, 
even in that phase of my life where I was like doing bigger mountains and stuff, it was like, I always sort of gravitated towards just like speed, you know? Yeah. Speed in the mountains is safety. And it's like, um, so like I always gravitated towards moving light and fast and, you know, I didn't call it running, but it's like, uh, so yeah, when I started running, I like, you know, I kind of took to it pretty fast you know because i was like it was already pretty fit so yeah and then it just sort of you know just sort of snowballed from there and it's like you know trail trail running is sort of just an extension of that i guess yeah Um, yeah i I think it's why i don't like i still i mean don't really like like i wouldn't really call myself like a runner it's like i'm Mm -hmm. like i'm not that good at running it's like (laughs) it's like the things i do good in running at are just like the really long like really um the ones where you just got to keep going. Yeah. It's more just about like grinding something out. Yeah. And like the worse, the conditions, the better I'll do, you know, like the, like the, yeah. like the weather is really inclement and the terrain's really like gnarly and it's like, I'll stand a chance at those races. Yeah. You'll outlast. You've got some sort of like mental thing, like mental toughness that you, you'll kind of outlast in the, the, the more gnarly the situation. Yeah. And just, I mean, just having experience, like being in, outdoors and you know in in rough situations yeah you know it's like but yeah i'm not like a super like i'm not like a a runner runner yeah (laughs) i mean you first came on my radar um the first year of cocodona probably uh was that 2020 or 21 i don't know i want to say it was if it was whatever it was refreshing because I felt like we were in like in the throes of the pandemic. So it was great to see like a race and then the, you know, the, the scope of coverage of, of, of an inaugural 250 miler, mm-hmm. no less, you know, in the, uh, across Arizona. And, you know, just to see you, I'm a, I'm a fan of Mike McKnight just because he's a Utah guy and I, I tend to, you know, lean toward my Utah guys. And so I was watching, paying attention to what was happening there and, uh, you know, just seeing you kind of, I don't know if you were wire to wire in the front, but like, you know, just making it look like no big deal. Maybe the camera just caught you at the right time, but I saw you take a shot of whiskey late in the race. Yeah. Talk about European cheater sticks, I believe is what you said in that race. Uh, but yeah, it was pretty amazing, uh, amazing coverage. Yeah. That, I mean, that first year I, I didn't and and to be honest, I didn't, know anything about the live stream like like oh, so yeah. well i mean i did eventually but like that whole first day and that like maybe even into the second like i just figured jamil was just making a film because he makes yeah. he does that at every race yeah always has a camera and it's like i have a long history with jamil so it's like jamil like jamil has been even like even before cocodona like he and i have done a ton of stuff together like film wise so it's like um even like i remember even out like on the arizona like when i was doing the arizona trail it's like i would like hear a drone and it was like oh but <laughs> like mills here you know it's like that's yeah. like how i know if he's around if yeah. i have a drone you know and it's like um so yeah i didn't know that they were doing like no one really set told me or no so like a lot of the stuff i was doing i wasn't aware it was being like broadcast to, like, right and i just thought it would like die <laughs> in Jamil's editing room like everything else does you know so it's like um, but yeah, I mean, you know, as the race goes on and things progress, you start like hearing things and seeing things and you start, um, 
I think that first year was cool because it just like it was something a lot of people, at least in this country, hadn't really seen before. And it seemed like yeah. it got like like maybe this is just my perspective of it. And maybe it's, be, you know, because I'm me or whatever. But it seemed like that first year, it was like more of a buzz than like other years. I think like yeah. now people are like kind of used to it or whatever. But it's like. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe. That's yeah, just- I, I don't know how he accomplished that level of. The level of buzz in year one. Cause I mean, I, you know, I, I, had you ever done any of Candace Burt's races uh, before that? Or was that your first 250 or 200 no, plus? Yeah. I mean, I don't really, I don't do a lot of races and it's like, I, I mean, even Cocodona that first year is like, you know, like I think Jamil said in the documentary is like, yeah, I just like reached out the week of, it's like, Hey, do you want to do it? It's like, Oh, oh that's right. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like, and so like, I don't, I don't, <clears throat> The, with with me and races, I, I I mean, unless it's like something like yesterday where I'll just like sort of like hop in just because it's like yeah. I'm already there. And it's like, I mean, I do have a special relationship with Black Canyon, too. I mean, uh, I ran that the first year that oh, really? existed and it was like 30 of us all like with heat sickness and like. Puking <laughs> over was it the same time of year? Same, like was it was a February race. Yeah. But uh so yeah, it's like, I, you know, I like being around that race and like local races and Jamil's races. And, and so like when Cocodona came around, it was like, yeah, like I'd love to be a part of that. And it was like, I went in that first year, like pretty cocky about it too, where I was like, oh, like, you know, a multi-day race, like across Arizona, like yeah. I'm clearly like, that's like clearly my, you know, like my that's your thing. race or whatever. Yeah. Like I didn't know who Michael McKnight was like at all. And and like yeah. I remember it being at the start line. My friend Tony was there and he was like he was like he was like, Yeah, I think, you know, like, you know, I got I got McKnight. Like I think McKnight's gonna win. I'm like, What? Like <laughs> who? Like Oh, well, oh you think so, do you? And it's like <laughs> uh so yeah, I mean that first year I was also like just physically and mentally at a time of my, my life where like that multi-day thing did, wasn't that hard for me. It was mm. like, it's like, I feel like now it like it takes its toll now. I mean, just a few years later, but yeah. Um, it's like, yeah, I was still like mentally sort of in that place where like the, the idea of it like mentally wasn't that intimidating. So I could sort of just like go into it and be like, well, this is what I have to do for the next few days and you just suck it up and do it. You know? <laughs> just what you do. Yeah. Which I don't, I kind of lost a little bit actually. I remember the coverage talking about um, just like that stretch is, you know, like your home or at least maybe I'm not as familiar with the course, but there was one moment where we're running through and it's like, Oh, Hey, you know, Versig is running through his, place that he's run a hundred times or a thousand times. So he's going to, you know, crush through here. Was that what on that course? Like what, 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 what area do you think they were talking about then? What's your like, I mean, is Prescott. I mean, at the time that that first year I live about a hundred feet from the course. Okay. uh, In the Granite Dells. Okay. Um, So, yeah, I mean, like we had talked about, we had talked about like me stopping and like taking a shower and like sleeping in my own bed, you know, cause it's literally, it's literally like that's hilarious. step off the trail yeah, in the Granite Dells and like my, like my, the house I was living in is right there. And it's, <laughs> uh, but of all the, of, yeah, of all the like things I probably could have and should have, and like people like called for to me to get, get disqualified that year. We, we like disqual, we, we, we decided that since it like, 
since that wasn't open to all runners, I probably shouldn't do that. That's up, and it was actually at a spot where like, I didn't want to stop anyways. Like, like I lived around like, I think like mile 90 or 95 and I, okay. I, I wasn't really wanting to stop until the like 36 hour or like the, like something like that. Like, yeah, you know, I, I was running by the house at like, you know, 20 to 24 hours and I, I didn't really want to stop. Didn't want to lose that momentum. Um, anyway, so it was like, yeah, it was, yeah, it so was probably to, that, but the, to, but to be, be fair too, like I've lived in Flagstaff multiple times. I've like gone to, I went to college in Flagstaff. I lived in the Verde Valley for a while. I like worked okay. on the vineyards out there for a little while. Oh, nice. like, um, yeah, I like grew up in Bradshaw's. It's like, um, that whole course is just like my, my area, you know, nice. so it's like. Which I've talked a, quite a bit about that, about how like that is a sort of real advantage. Yeah. Like, yeah. Kind of always knowing what's, what's ahead and what's like coming up and just like, um, yeah. And just the sort of mental advantage that gives you is like, you know, and then also just like being a local too and like people showing up on the trail, like wanting to support you and run with you. And, yeah. Like, all yeah. This. That's amazing. Yeah. What, um, I mean, how do you think of yourself? Like, I mean, when there's, you're sort of an intriguing figure, like the satisfied connection, you know, clearly you do well in ultra races, but even to hear you talk about this up front, like you don't really think of yourself as, and and I don't put words in your mouth, but something along the lines of don't necessarily think of yourself as this ultra runner, so to speak, and this unique connection with this Paris high-end sort of trail running Brand. And then also, you know, your name comes up with um, Salem Stanley at vacation races that, you know, you're kind of like the the knight in shining armor that just shows up and marks a course through the night <laughs> and then comes down and tears everything down. You're sort of this interesting figure. Uh, w- w- how do you perceive yourself? Like, I-, I know that you're also a builder or you were a builder for a while. You kind of kind of got a lot, a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, I, I think I just get bored easily. I, I think I, I like I don't really do things for very long. Like I've had a lot yeah. of different careers, you know. Like I, I don't know. I used to teach chemistry, and I worked in a genetics lab for a long time. <laughs> really? I, like, yeah, I've like built houses, and I've like, yeah, and then now this like weird, you know, French thing <laughs> exists, and it, yeah. yeah, like, and just like running in general. I think. I do think like people aren't used to, I, I think why people maybe find that interesting about me because I've, 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 you know, I've had that said or asked to me like before, but like running's just not the most important thing I do. Yeah. It's just the thing that I think I'm best at <clears throat> or, or like, I, like I'm good at it. So like I yeah. get attention for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not a very good rock climber. So, like, I don't get attention. Like, no one thinks I'm a rock climber because I don't get attention for it. And yeah. It's like, but that doesn't mean I don't do that. Or, or it's just like, I just, like, happen to kind of be good at, like, suffering all day. So, it's like <laughs> I get attention for some yeah. stuff that, like, and and to be fair, too, I mean, like, most people don't know me personally. They just, like, follow me online or whatever. So, it's like. Right. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, like, I don't have, like, I don't share things about my personal life online. So, like, why would anyone know any of that other stuff? So, it's, right. like, fair. Like, like the, the social media exists because of, like, because of, I mean, Satisfy doesn't care, but previous, like, 
contractual obligations to like create content for companies. And it's like, yeah. Um, so like, it'll, I only post things about running on there. So it's like, like, I, I, like, I don't, I don't, it's not like I don't understand why people think that I'm a runner. Like that's all I share like online, right. you know what right. I mean? But it's like, but like realistically it's, yeah, it's like the fourth thing I do or whatever, you know, it's like, it's not, it's not like this huge. And to be fair, I do think that's why I've like never been that great of an ultra runner. Like, I don't think I'm like, like objectively speaking, like I'm not like, I'm not that fast. I'm not that like crazy, but like I've gotten attention for it, but, but, yeah. but it's like, it's not, uh, because I don't like, I don't, I don't live a life of a professional athlete, even though like technically you could say that, that I yeah. am. At. It's like, yeah. I don't live that lifestyle really. Like I don't mm -hmm. like, like I don't have a training schedule. I don't like, I don't have a coach. I don't have like any of like, I don't like, yeah. I don't do speed work. I don't like, yeah. Like I barely know what like a, see, I'm going to even say it like, like, what is it? Like a, <laughs> like a fart lick or whatever. Uh, yeah. Like yeah. I, like I kind of know what that is, but not really, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> like I'm not a runner. Like I, I, yeah. I just like, and I'm not trying to say anything bad about that at all. It's no. just like, it's like not, it's just like not my thing. It's like, yeah, there's, know. there's something of like, uh, and, and for lack of a better word, like a Renaissance man sort of vibe of, uh, you can jump in a lot of things and handle yourself, you know, in a lot of different situations, but it just so happens from a marketing standpoint, I don't know what came first, the satisfy vibe or your vibe, or if it was just a perfect fit, but it just seems like the alignment yeah. is so spot on. Yeah, I think it was just a perfect fit. I mean, he's like, I, th I think so kind of the famous story with like me and satisfy was like, um, they had watched a documentary that Jamil had made about me. Mm -hmm. And like in that documentary, I was wearing like a Pearl snap at like the whiskey basin trail runs or whatever. And it was yeah. like, because they're French, they're just like, Ooh, like, you know, <laughs> like Western oh, yeah. kitschiness, you know? And it's yep. like, uh, so they kind of reached out and they were looking to like, kind of like bring on an athlete for their first, like, uh, like, cause I was their first athlete. So it was yep. like, they were kind of looking to like get into that area or whatever. And, um, I think they sort of like started some initial conversations and we were talking and like my initial response was like, at that time in my life, I had sworn off ever working with a company again. It's just <laughs> like, it's just not worth it. And like today, yeah. like in trail running today, it's like, there's a handful of guys and girls like making money at the top and the rest are just getting completely taken advantage of yep. by companies. Yeah. So it's like, for me, it just wasn't, it just like the, the, the exchange was a trade off. Yeah. It wasn't a fair exchange. It's yeah. like, you know, and so I had like sworn off ever working with a company again. It's like, I should not be a part of anyone's marketing department. Like, I, like, I'm just like, you know, I, I'm too honest. I'm too like critical of things. <laughs> like, yeah, I yeah. just like, I just like, I shouldn't be part of that. And, um, and then, and then like, to be honest, I like started checking out their website and, uh, and like the different things that they do. And they had like, uh, like Brees, the owner of the company is really good friends with like Stephen O'Malley. Who's like a pretty like infamous character and in, like drone metal music. And he's like okay. the, the creator of the band sun. Okay. Amongst a bunch of like other things. And like, I'm, I'm like a really big fan of them. And, and he, yeah. they have like a long interview with him, like up on their website. Huh. And then like, they had like all this literature about their whole like LSD thing and like the long, slow distance. And like, 
Mm-hmm. Of psychedelics and like blah blah, and I was just like, "Well, this is fucking perfect." And it's like, <laughs> and and I think I I think I sent them a message back. The the message that now like infamous message, which I guess they like printed out and like hung up on their wall in Paris, was like something to the effect of like of like. Yeah, I'm probably not going to like win any races or do like any social media for you guys. But if all you need me to do is like listen to doom metal, do psychedelics and design <laughs> pearl snaps for you guys, like, <laughs> like I can probably crush that for, one, for once in my life, like live up to my contra- contractual obligation. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. Uh, Whereas I feel like most companies would have been like, what the fuck? Like, who's this guy? Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, they it, were like, it's perfect. Not only were they like, okay, but I think that was for them. Like, this is clearly our guy, you yes. know? And, um, and then like a month later I won Cocodona and just like, boom, satisfies on that. Yeah. And it's like, so for them, I think it was great for me. It's great. Yeah. I think I have the best deal in ultra running. I mean, I know a lot of athletes. I know a lot of, and like, um, I know they're, involvement with the companies that there's nature of the contract. Yeah. And, and for what I have to do yeah, like for it, I think I have the best deal in ultra. I mean, I don't make that much money. It's like sure. it's not crazy, but it's like, it's just like for ease and, and just like my psychological health, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, that that's a big thing about like the, the, the relationship that typically exact exists between athletes and their companies is like, for me, psychologically, I'm not capable of doing that. Like I'm not capable of, of every single time I step foot outdoors feeling like I need to like create content Capture, or yeah. like th- this exists for social media or this yeah. exists for, for this or that. And yeah. I don't have to do any of that with satisfy. I just have to like, yeah. Know, just I mean, it's, it's a perfect lesson. Cause I, I talk about it a lot. It's not totally on brand with like what I'm building to, to like bring critiques to the industry. Like, but the thing that I often talk to uh, other athletes and stuff about is that, you know, as an athlete, you're a, you're an, uh, like a marketing expense. Mm-hmm. And if you're not generating revenue and oftentimes that pressure to generate revenue has to do with performance in a race or, you know, surrounding content. I, what I like about what I see with you and satisfy is that like, it feels like it's a, it, the, just back to that thing, the alignment is so good between you and them that like, it seems like it's a natural expression just based off the short conversation we've had. Like, it's like a natural expression. It feels authentic. Like the, the content that's coming out on Satisfy's side feels like an authentic, like legit connection. Would would you agree with that? Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't exist if it wasn't, you know, it's yeah. like it, it, it just wouldn't exist. It wouldn't work if it wasn't that. So it's like, and I mean, that's why, again, why we agreed to work together in the first place. And it's like, yeah. we could, and then, and then on top of that, I mean, it, it's such a huge thing that goes like undervalued or whatever, but like, I, like Brees and I have just become really good friends, like yeah. the owner of the company, like he and I are like, it's like, I asked him to be like the godfather of my baby, you know? Oh, and wow. it's like, and it's like, I don't like, I, I asked him that not knowing what, a godfather is really. I was, I was like, I was like, I was like, oh, you're just like even responsible better. for the spiritual upbringing of my child. We're all like pagan heathens, you know. And it's like, well, you're you're now responsible for the yeah. And it's like, yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, it's just like they're just really awesome people, and we have like similar interests. Like, Brees was here the last day, and we just like played like metal music in my garage, and nice. like, we just like hang out, and like we're actually friends, you know. And yeah. so it's like. I think that goes undervalued. It's like, you're just, 
a nice person. Like you're just like a nice and caring person. And, and, and I think that that goes both ways. I, you know, I think satisfied gets hit hit up by a lot of like actually good runners Mm -hmm. to like, you know, like potentially be an athlete and they're like, well, you don't seem that nice, (laughs) you know? And it's like being a nice person is like, uh, you know, goes a long way. Like, and, yeah. and so it's just like, um, like, you know, I, I think sport in general, there's a lot of ego and there's a lot of like, you know, that exists. And, and yeah. so I think for myself and a brand, like satisfied to like carve out a little market for ourselves is like, it, 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 you know, it's great. And I don't think it's abnormal, you know, like 99% of people who run are not, like what is perceived as like an ultra runner, like 99% of people who run aren't ultra runners. They're not like attractive model Instagrammers, right. you yeah. know what I mean? Or like <laughs> right. Solomon athletes or like, or like Hoka college, like D one athlete. It's like the majority of people who run are not that. And so it's like, you know, I, I think me and satisfy a lot of the time get labeled as being like counterculture. And it's like, no, fuck that. Like that's the counterculture. Like I am American ultra running, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And it's like, and the idea of like these college kids coming in again, I'm not trying to like talk shit about those kids, but the, yeah. the idea of like these kids coming in and like throwing down these like insane, like marathon times and like, like money and athletes and like professional athlete sports, like, like yeah. that's the fucking counterculture. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? And so like, yeah, yeah I that think, w- what I love about America ultra running, uh, you know, by, by contrast is that, I mean, just our practically speaking, our permits don't allow for, uh, let's say a UTMB size starting line. Like I, you know, it's yeah. just, I mean, it seems like our Vipa has some, you know, pretty legit size, but still like New York marathons, 50,000 people. Yeah. So a big trail race would still be a, a thousand, but you know, the Western States, 300 people or, you know, even Zion, I think he keeps those down you know, the hundred mile or, or that the whole Zion thing, I think is sub 1200 people or so for them, for like all seven distances or whatever. So I do feel like that's a uniquely American thing. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Vacation races is weird, but they, uh, were you buddies with Matt Gunn? Do you go way back? Yeah. So that's why I work there is, okay. or, or is, so I started working with Matt. Um, and then, stayed on Matt stayed on with vacation races uh I think for two years yeah it felt like he was there for two years still just like helping and like doing the zero waste thing and like doing all that yeah um and then he him him myself and like Steve Alderholt the RD of Cocodona we were planning the grand staircase like multi-stage day race Mm, yeah Uh, and then Matt left yeah Uh, but but yeah, I, I think I am, I, after Tana left, Tana left like a year or two ago, I think I'm the last holdout from the Matt Gunn era. Okay. And even, even recently Lyle, I don't know if you know Lyle, Lyle, know Lyle, left, Lyle left. Yep. And Lyle was the only person that I dealt with at vacation races. Oh, okay. And so this year is a little bit up in the air of whether or not I'm going to continue to be there. To mark, to even mark the courses. But I think, I think I'm figuring it out how to still work there and not be too, um, it's just sort of existing as like, I'm almost, I've almost created a third party trail marking company at this point. Yeah. 
Um, where it's like vacation races is hiring me to mark their trails, but I'm not really involved with them. Yeah. I'm yeah, like man. This, I, I'm like this separate entity that like shows up, marks, sweeps, and they, they barely even know what's <laughs> yeah, going on. Yeah. You're just on. there in the dark of night. Yeah. And Again, it's like, it's just perfect um, that, was, brand. that was great with Lyle. It worked really well with Lyle. I don't know the yeah. dynamics moving forward. I don't know the new guy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't either. And it's like, so yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. I mean, I, we, we just put on like a hundred person 50 K up here in the Salt Lake foothills and, uh, marking is my least favorite <laughs> thing to put together. So we should talk if you ever want to come up here and mark a course. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I like it. I mean, I think of all the ways to like earn a paycheck. It's like, yeah, you know, totally. It almost feels like I like show up to a race and I like, don't ever, I don't have to run very hard, but I still get the like winning prize. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, one more thought on satisfied you. So I, I lived in Paris for a little while and we're, we're looking to move back there my final, my final thought on satisfy in their, in, in your relationship with them is I, what I love about French people is that niceness. I know sometimes they can get uh, a reputation for being short or not very nice. But what I do like is when you come across like, someone coming from like the rudest culture in the world, us. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> uh, but when the, if, you know, in, in French culture, if you spend you got to spend some time before the conversation starts saying hello and acknowledging certain things about that. We might diminish as small talk, but you have these niceties and these nice exchange and, and you slowly ease into a conversation as opposed to, you know, just business get in and get out. And so when you have conversations on that level, and it sounds like this is what you're identifying with Brees, is that like, there's just this, there's a deep kindness, you know, and a, and a great really connection between Americans and French people, if we, you know, meet each other on that level. Yeah. And, and I mean, I think too, with, with satisfy and, and Brees and, um, Brees has a very like obsessive personality. Like when he like gets into something, he like, he will, he like devotes his entire life to it. And so like when he, like, he does, he's not coming from a place of like, Oh, like he's identified this like space in the market that they can exploit. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. or whatever. It's like, yeah. Like when Breeze says that he wants to sponsor Coca-Dona, like he, he pours all of his money and all of his energy into making that race, like a better race. Like he yeah. wants, he wants to build that race and he wants to make it a better experience for runners and a better experience for everyone involved. And yeah. he actually just like, when he, when he says that he wants to support athletes or he wants to support races or, or like he wants to like build these like different cultures, like many cultures around and like actually support, like that's what he actually wants to do. It's not mm -hmm. about like identifying markets and extracting from that market. It's not like yeah. Greece is like, there's enough of a market here that we can like plug in some numbers and like, yeah. this makes sense for us. And yeah. it's like, I think being involved with people like that, who are like, I, I think that's why he like, he doesn't actually care very much if I'm like living up to my end of the bargain, which is nice as to feed, not have to like feel that pressure as an athlete to like constantly yeah. like be either like performing, but he actually just wants to support me in anything yeah. that I do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, he actually wants to just support things and like yeah. i know satisfy gets like a bad rap for being expensive or whatever but it's like you know i mean there are that's a whole nother conversation sure. about like why things are expensive yeah like why nice things are expensive but it's like <laughs> uh but 
it's also like, I just feel like if you're a consumer, you can just like feel a lot better. Like knowing like, like Brees isn't like some like crazy, like corporate CEO, you know, like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, he's like, you know, he's like down in the mud on Saturday and Sunday, like hiring, like spending like God ungodly amounts of money to like bring country bands to the aid station just to like make it cool. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's like, yeah. I think French people so, are good at, at playing the long game compared to, you know, us in, in America where we maybe want quicker results. I think the the pace of life in France is a little bit slower and sometimes it can be faster, but by and large, there's a, there's a longer term vision. We don't have to get a, you don't have to get a return in 12 months. Like you dig in, you build something for the long term, and you think about building it in a way that you pass it on to your next generation. Yeah. So yeah, I feel, I feel really spoiled, you know, and lucky to be involved. I mean, I don't know That's how great. it really worked out that way. Um, well, what about saddles? Is saddles a, uh, satisfy race or is that a Michael Versteeg race? Yeah, it's my race. I mean, it, 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 but it, it exists as a race for satisfy to, um, be involved in or encourage to grow in a specific way. However, like they sort of like, it's like a, it's like a, you know, it's like a canvas for them yeah. to like explore new ideas and new things at trail running, you know? And That's I have no idea what's going to happen with saddles, like o over the next like few years. Um, yeah. um, I think right now it's just a really like dirty, like grassroots trail run around Prescott and that's what it was last year. And that's what <laughs> yeah, it is yeah. this year. But it's like, um, and I, I think it's why Jamil is also like so interested in saddles and so yeah. interested in satisfy, like, um, like Aravipa just became like, actually, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but, uh, whatever, uh, Aravipa <laughs> just became like, a like an investor in satisfy. Nice. So like, it's like, there's this, and I think that all of that, you know, can be expressed in different ways, but like sort of turning saddles into this like different idea of what a trail run can be and like things yeah. that you can do at trail runs. Like it's not to show up, get your bib, run the race and go home. You know, yeah. it's like, the, yeah. You know, so like, I, again, I don't, we don't need to get into too much of that, but I, 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 I don't really know what that's going to look like. In yeah. Years. And, um, but like I said, Brees and his like sort of vision and just like the way that he builds things like you alluded to, it's like, uh, yeah, that creating that and that's that like creating that culture. And that's like sort of that whole, like, <laughs> you know, I'm not the biggest fan of like the running cult member, like slogan or whatever. Sure. But when he says that, when he's making that, like he's using the word cult as like culture. Yes. Like, like that's the same word to him essentially. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. like, you know, he's, he's, you know, we've all like grown up in like skateboarding and, and music. Yep. And now like we're, we like landed in the same spot with trail running or whatever. And it's like yep. all of those activities have these sort of like cultures that are, that are like knitted into them. And, yep. um, and so like creating these events that sort of like beyond the trail running, but are also like exploring the culture of that. And like, whether that be like music and bands or like, whatever you know and yeah. just like travel and exploration all those things so it's like um and like jamil doesn't really have the time to do that with his races you yeah. know what i mean and i think that's why he was excited about saddles because it was like it takes a person like me to like 
sort of like see that and like create yes. that. Whereas like, that's not exactly what they're doing at Aravite. Like that's like yeah. a little bit different of an approach. So it's you're, like, you're understated. And I mean, this as a compliment, you're understated, uh, but you have like this certain touch to things that's so consistent from one thing to the next. And we could call that authenticity, but it's also just like um, a, a brilliant consistency that I could see from our Vipa standpoint, they're doing all this commercial stuff, the world trail majors, they're, you know, tied in with the Western States qualifications and all this sort of stuff. What you're doing feels like just because of who you are. And if this is your race and you make the final call and everything, it's going to remain, maybe, maybe it has a thousand people at the starting line at some point, Yeah, but it's going to remain something that's like, like legit dirt bags, not the right word, but like ground floor. Yeah, that's fine. But it's like, it, it's like coming from that. I think it's hard for people. Like when people talk to me about saddles and like the amount of like unsolicited advice I get from people <laughs> saddles. And it's like, it's really hard for people to understand the motives of somebody that is, this is going to sound like uh like supremacist of me or, 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 or something. it's like, it's really hard to like understand the motives of somebody. Like I do not give a shit about like making money off of yeah. saddles. Like, yeah. it's just like, if it happens, like, okay, like sure. Great. But it's like, I'm not at all motivated by like trying to do things that like increase numbers for the sake of increasing numbers. Yeah. It's like, like saddles is not this like cancerous, capitalistic like machine where it's like get as many runners as you can possibly run for the sake of it yeah it's like if 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 30 people sign up then i'll throw a race for 30 people you know yeah. what i mean if one day a thousand people are there like i mean that would kind of suck but it's like that will be like a different event you know what I mean? yeah you know what i mean it's yeah. like and so a lot of time race directors i think are, and, and i mean businesses in general like you invest uh, you invest in certain things to try and increase business yeah and when you're a business who doesn't care about increasing business it's like you can sort of just do whatever you want so it's like a lot of the bells and whistles that exist at races mm -hmm. um exist to try and get more people to sign up so it's like, right. yeah, where, whereas like, even if there's a thousand people, I think it'll still feel like a shitty race. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is yeah, like yeah. the goal to like and, keep it that way. And it's like, because I'm not I'm like, there's never going to be like expos and like all this, you know, like, and like Hoka and their fucking shit everywhere <laughs> at these races. It's like so obnoxious. Yeah. It's so obnoxious. Like, yeah. uh, like, like it's just it's, yeah and like so it it's it'll just be what it is and it's like yeah. i don't have to make it anything more than that yeah yeah it's brilliant it's like I mean, it, maybe but, it's like a privileged place to be coming from or whatever but it's like um yeah it'll just be what it is and and well, and um it's actually a relief to like not have to worry about all that stuff. Yeah. Like just I was, I was having a conversation with someone the other day about Wasatch 100 and the Bear 100 up here that, you know, well, I mean, Wasatch even being the second 100 miler in the country after Western States, I mean, it's, it's so clearly two different approaches to ultra running mm -hmm. and at no fault to Western States at all. Like they, they saw something, they 
they've done, they've tried to protect whatever it was too, but it's huge and it's a, it's a big thing and it's commercialized and it generates a lot of revenue, even if they're nonprofit. On the other hand, you have Wasatch, which has, it feel they feel like a 1970s version of you, what you're saying here of like, Hey, like, and, and, and talking with those race directors, the founders, they're, you know, they, they're just about the runner. They want to see runners get to their goal of hundred miles and they blocked out all the other stuff. You'll never see the Hoka neon light tunnels and stuff like that at a Wasatch. And I don't know the bear that well, but definitely Wasatch. And so it feels like you're kind of carrying that torch in a way, but in your way, or just a, like a unique way, like, like it feels like, you know, John was up here at Wasatch. Yeah, no, I mean, I, th- I think Wasatch is a great example of like how you can exist in today's like race world and not, not get shitty. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. One of my favorite things at the, at the uh, beginning of the Wasatch 100, when he does the, like the course rundown, uh, he's, he always says, I'm sure that there's a lot of really great runners here. There's maybe even some sponsored runners here and I'm not going to say any of your names and everybody claps and they move on. It's great. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, that's, so again, to like loop back around to an earlier conversation, it's like that, that's American trail running. Yeah. You know? It's Do you like, have any, are you going to bring any, so you satisfy is going to come in here and relationship. Are you going there? Are you bringing any of what you're doing, your vibe to them, to France? Yeah, they, they've talked about, we, we, well, we've talked about, uh, maybe the saddles brand goes beyond just like the one race. And maybe we have like a few different saddles, like around in different spots. And like, we yeah. have, we do a saddles in Europe and yeah. it's like, because I think Europe, like, for them, I th- I, th- I do think like them coming out and seeing saddles, like they like they were all just like blown away by it. Like they like they that doesn't exist in Europe. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like the the mm-hmm. like small like, like everything over there is like you know is the Tour de France. It's like every <laughs> everything. It's just like big corporate like big events, big like because because like trail running and like cycling and all these like weird sort of niche sports here in the United States, like they're real sports in Europe. So it's like, right. Have like, you know, you know what I mean? There's the like fanfare, a lot of, the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of money. There's a lot of sponsorship. There's a lot of, yep. you know, I mean, it's UTMB in a nutshell, yep. you know, yeah, and yeah. it's like, um, and I think for them to see a race like saddles, like, um, was pretty eye opening for them. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, like talking about doing something like that somewhere in Europe, you know what I mean? Oh man, that'd be amazing. Uh, but again, like, I don't want to extend myself too much, you know, you know what I mean? And it's like, I have a hard time with like, I would have a hard time creating this sort of thing and then like having somebody else sort of, Mm. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. Like, I, like I'm, I'm pretty big on the like, you know, again, how I was saying, like, you know, like running is like the fourth thing that I do or whatever. Yeah. Like, I, like I, I, I think I have like a pretty balanced lifestyle, and and I think that word balance gets like tossed around by like professional athletes a lot. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, like, if if you're if you're like a professional athlete like performing at the highest level like physically like you're not balanced there's like nothing about balanced yeah about that lifestyle yeah it's like and i think that's like a misconception we have of like athletes in general in this world even on like the sort of like major scale you know like like michael jordan was like 
probably not like a very like nice, like humble, yeah. like person, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like yeah, these no like chance. professional athletes at the highest level are not these like balanced, like family men who have like everything yeah. and like, yep. you know what I mean? With like, yep. like their, their mental health is probably not great. You know right. what I mean? And so it's right. like the idea of just like, and, and again, what I was saying about like saddles doesn't need to just like grow for the sake of it. It's like, if yeah. there's not, if there's something there that like presents itself or is like, that feels really organic and good. And like, we should like try and do that. And that would be really cool. Yeah. Cause I mean, you said you were thinking about moving back to Paris. Like I built a house in Catalonia, Spain a few really? years ago. And so like, I want to move back to either really? like Southern France or Northern Spain. Oh man. It's like, e- even if it's not like, for 12 months out of the year. Like, yep. I also just had a daughter, like I have an eight month old baby downstairs right now. And it's oh, like, oh, wow. um, I don't really want to raise her here. <laughs> yeah. like here crazy. meaning Prescott or America? Prescott. Okay. Yeah. Um, like I don't want her to go to public school in this town. This town is like, yeah, I but, get you. I'm from Lubbock, yeah. Texas, which maybe it's like the Prescott of Texas. I don't know. Yeah. But I've been in Utah for 22 years, but I love, I love, I, yeah, I want to take my kids out of school here and just go, you know, I want to absorb some other cultures and we love France could definitely do Southern, Southern France. We spend some time in Barcelona, nothing else, just the food. I just want to be really close to that food. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. So it's like, I, I mean, I have, I've been, I've been lucky enough to like, you know, create these relationships and have these opportunities that it feels, it would feel sort of like wasteful to not. Yeah. And that's funny. I just said that out loud. That's actually something I said about saddles too. Like last year when I was creating saddles, it was mm-hmm. like, I have all these connections. I have like made all these like friends, whether it be Jamil or like, like yeah. both vacation races in Aravipa, like super, like were like super shadow support of saddles last year. Oh, like nice. I, I drove up to St. George and like stole all of their aid. Oh, stage. from the warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's brought awesome. It all, brought it down here. And, and yeah. it's like, uh, and I did the same thing with Jamil. I like, drove down to Phoenix and everything I didn't borrow from Lyle I, in, in Salem, I borrowed from Jamil. And it was like, yeah. so it's like, I, and, and then having the support of like these like other race companies and then the support of, of Satisfy and just like, yeah. you know, like, like it felt, if it, it felt like silly for me to like not take advantage of that and like try and put yeah. these cool events on or whatever. It well, I, I think it's because, I mean, there's, there's a million reasons that I I'm unaware of because of your obvious relationships, but from a professional standpoint, it's because it's refreshing to be a part of it. E- e- even your wording, you know, is so brilliantly, you know, done when you're like, we're not going to be a qualifier for this. We're not going to be a, when you're on the trail. I'm good at talking shit. Yeah. Like, but, but you do it like with very few words and yeah. like, so it's like, it, it just hits and so from a branding standpoint, which I, which I, I'll, you know, trust that that's maybe not your entire goal. It's just back to that thing. Like, and maybe it's back to the thing. It's the authenticity. Everything expresses itself so consistently from one thing to another, from, you know, telling Brees that you're going to do LSD or whatever you said over here to, I don't care. Uh, you don't run saddles so that you can hopefully someday run Western States, run saddles to run saddles. Like all of that to me is just so like well woven together of this, like well, entire authentic experience. Yeah. I mean, it's not, I don't feel like I'm like, I have some like into like these, like t- these like takes on things. It's like pretty yeah. obvious. Like we all go to these races and like, we see the same things and it's like, Oh, yes. that's weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I was just spent two days at black Canyon city and it's like, like, is anybody here 
is anyone here to just run Black Canyon, or is this like all about trying like to get Western into Western states? Oh, I want to make fun of the golden, like the actual golden right. ticket itself is the dumbest thing. I can't stand the big ticket. Yeah, and so Fuck then all. you're standing at Black it's, Canyons it's like, yeah. on the podium promoting Western states. Like that's yeah. you know, it's four fifths of the picture is this is the ticket, and it's a Black Canyons race. And again, I mean, I get again, like I get from a business standpoint why like Aravipa did that or whatever, and it's sure. Like, I mean, like I said, like the first year there were 30 of us and now they're like the biggest, fastest hundred K in the world. It's like, or not, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, yep. But still it's just like black Canyon is so much cooler of a race than Western States. It's like, it, it, it's like, why doesn't anyone just, and I actually feel like it was actually fun to partake in the 60 K because mm-hmm. every single one of those runners was just running that because there's yeah. no reward for the there's 60. no upside yeah it's like it's and so it's like i love that uh yeah i mean you know that stuff has to exist but i mean it also doesn't really did so. you ever run uh red hot in moab no because I, I think so. i was i was chatting with those race directors recently because red hot used to be the race like it was the it's a it's a february race Mm-hmm. And it had everybody like dating back to like Anton Kapritschka before there was a lot of money in it. There's just great runners. Like, you know, every mm-hmm. yeah, that course record has been held by every notable male of the last like 15 yeah. years. And then black canyons came up and some, you know, maybe this is a testimony to Jamil's brilliance as a marketer. It, it owns the beginning of the year now. I mean, all things are black Canyon or, you know, or something are Viper because I guess, you know, racing Arizona, January, February is, is a, a pleasant experience. Yeah. I don't know how, yeah, I don't know. That's crazy. I, I, <laughs> I mean, but again, it's that, it's that sort of like cancerous growth of these events. Like why can't Western States just be content with having the biggest hundred miler like in the fucking world? Like, why do you <laughs> yeah. have to say like, <laughs> like, like, why do you have to like extend your tentacles into like all these different, everybody else's races you know what i mean or it's like yep. utmb it's like oh, all the shit that utmb is getting which by the way like everyone will forget about in a few months uh, absolutely uh, but it's like yep. uh why can't you just be content with having the biggest race in the world yeah like why do you have to destroy markets other places mm-hmm. it's like like because that's like and again i don't want to sound like this i don't want to get to i don't want to sound like the like anti-capitalist guy sure. you know what i mean i'm not trying yeah. to do that I'm, but it but it is like sort of just that like why do you have to grow for the sake of growth why can't yes. you like put a cap on growth and say we're going to make the events we do have better and more unique for the runners yeah. and cooler and like and more supportive of the runner i mean that was a big thing like i ran kodiak this year for some reason just because I, I, <laughs> I like i like always wanted to run that race and i didn't really think about it and i was like and then I, and then I signed up and I went out and run and it's like, the events aren't better now that UTMB is involved. Yeah. Like, interesting. Like, like the aid station at Cody, the aid stations at Kodiak were like on par with the aid stations at Saddles. Mm. And it's like, I have a hundred runners and I'm like a weird, like, how are my aid stations <laughs> better than your guys's? The yeah. only difference is the amount of bright blue Hoka bullshit all over the fucking course right it's like that's how you're like coming in and like so you're just extracting like six figures out of all of these communities and all of these like races you're not helping runners you're not supporting runners you're not like none of your involvement is to make a better runner experience yeah 
It's right. just about it's it's you've identified a market that you can extract from in the stone system or whatever. And there's a and trail running is a big enough sport now, whereas five, ten years ago it wasn't. It's a big enough sport now that Ironman can look at that and be like, oh, there's an extraction opportunity. Let's exploit yeah. it. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Like good on you. Yeah. But like, you know, get out of my <laughs> fucking sport. <laughs> But, you know, I, the, the, I, the only upside that I've ever, as I've looked for it has been, I like Carl Meltzler a lot. He represents a certain ethos that we've talked about a little bit here and he got, he got paid, you know, for, I don't, I don't know what he got paid, but now, you know, speed goat, the shortest hundred miler in the country, it's a, you know, a brutal 50 K it now says UTMB. I haven't, I haven't run it since it's been UTMB. Only upside I would say is it's nice when someone, you know, you know, or at least in your running community gets yeah. a payday. That's I mean, I don't, I don't know Carl. Well, I've met him a few times. He, like I, I, he strikes me as a guy that I think he and I have some similar similarities. Yeah. But he also has always struck me as like, you know, the Red Bull guy. And it's <laughs> like, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that he, took a paycheck from UTMB. You that know. is interesting. Yeah. Red Bull, uh, Red Bull and trail running. I don't know what they have in common, but I guess they throw some money into trail runners. Sometimes Dylan Bowen. Well, they were for a while. I, I remember hearing a story. This is sort of gossip about yeah. somebody I don't know very well. So let's talk about it. Uh, uh, I, somebody told me that Dakota Jones like turned down a, a Red Bull contract. Really? And it was before I had ever met Dakota and, mm -hmm. but it made me like really like him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, yeah. Oh, that's cool. I know that he lives in Salt Lake now. I've never crossed paths with him, but I do like that. Uh, he's here. Uh, yeah. otherwise, and, and a fantastic runner. I, I did go to UTMB last year and he got, I think I saw him get third at the hundred K. But yeah. But yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. You know, I mean, clearly saddles is never going to be that, but you know, like whatever yeah. it'll be it'll be something and it'll exist and you know maybe i'll just get buried in debt and it'll go away but i you know i don't think so it's like <laughs> yeah I, I mean i'm again it's like it's hard to get buried in debt when you're not putting any money into trying to build exactly or like, what i like about what i like about race directing on that level is that like people start to register and you get the money and you can you build according to the money that you have you build accordingly yeah, yeah. you don't you're not yeah so if you've got hospitality um, in mind, you can build something amazing for a hundred runners, just like you're saying Kodiak that you can do better than Kodiak for a hundred runners. If you're just thoughtful, in fact, maybe you could even do better with just a hundred runners because you've got a little bit less to manage. Yeah. And I also, I think I just like, I think I'm just kind of good at that stuff. Like, yeah, I'm just like figuring it out. I like, I, I think I'm just like, at the end of the day, like I'm just good at being cheap. It's like, it's like, I know how to do things for not very much money. Yeah. <laughs> like, cause I've been yeah. like essentially poor my whole life and yeah. well, not, I mean, you know, poor in a way. And it's Real like, so. uh, so I, I, I do think like I watch, I watch the amount of money leaving vacation races at every race on this like superfluous, insane shit. And it's yeah. just like, you guys, I could do this race for like, <laughs> a fifth of what you guys spend money on like the shit you guys spend money on is insane and it's yeah, like yeah. um but it's like so yeah i think i'm just good at like kind of figuring out how to still make how to make none of the like cheapness feel like it's coming at the expense of 
runners. Yeah. And that race I mean, a lot September. of this too. I mean, I feel like I was in, like, you know, the first time I was like really introduced to like race directing and being around races. I just actually did an interview with Steve for Cocodona this year. Okay. And like, we were talking about like, you know, we were talking about like Matt's vision for races and it's like, it was the same thing. And it's like, Matt was trying to do these races and put in some of the like hardest logistically spots to like yeah. put on races. And it's yeah. like, he eventually got in over his head or whatever, but it's like, um, yeah. And then just being the type of person I am. And it's like, uh, like I, 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 I do feel like I like have a tendency to like come off as being like super idealistic and like super like critical, critical of things, but it's like, it's sort of what I said earlier. It's like, I don't have these like hot takes on anything. It's like, it's like, we all, we all can see these things and it's like, why, why are things existing this way? Yeah. And it's like, but then maybe not, you know, like I get shit from people for saying that REI shouldn't be in my town. Oh, I remember that. I was on board like, with that. Like I get messages from people about like how wrong I am about like how REI is a co-op and how they're like good for local businesses. And it's like, do I really have to fucking explain this to you? Yeah, like, right, like right. it's so exhausting. You, it's you, just you, so you, exhausting. You've so bought the marketing. You've absorbed it. It's like, yeah, yeah. So it's just like, I don't know. It's but but again, I think that there are, I think the majority of people think like I do. I think, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it's not like the the majority of us don't think like a like director of marketing think right you know what i mean but the directors yep. of marketings are the ones that are like controlling and creating everything yep even though that's like yep. not any of us and it's like so i think you can and, and it's like easy to see right it's like it's like you brought up wasatch or it's like you know it's easy to see if it's like locals putting on a race or if it's not yes yep it's pretty easy to be like okay like and I don't know why that's so hard for people to just say like, well, let's just run those races. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think be because it's like the, it's the like bucket list social media. I that's feel like that's happens. like why Western States is like, like Western States isn't even that cool of a course. Like, I don't yeah. understand why it's like, I mean, I understand why it is what it is, but, but yeah. I like, I've just never had a desire to run Western States. Yeah. It's like, like, it just, you just want to run Western States because it is like the race. So you want to like tick that box or whatever. Right. You know what, man? Like, I don't run know any of these other races that are just as cool, that are just as awesome. It's like, it's, do you know the ultra running historian Davy Crockett? No. Oh, dude, you'd get a, you'd get a kick out of this guy. He's, I don't know if he's self proclaimed, he's created his own uh, trail running uh, hall of fame. And he's run, he's probably in his seventies. He just finished his like hundreds, hundred miler. Uh, he, he dismantles the history of, uh, Western States, you know, where that Gordy invented the hundred mile distance and all this sort of stuff. He, it's, he, it's a little bit of a dry delivery, but I, I, should, I should send it to you, but you'd get a kick out of this guy. He just dismantles all the, all of these, all this lore that surrounds Western States. And it's like, it's not true about Gordy. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's like, no, yeah. Yeah. But if you watch uh, unbreakable, which I love that documentary, it sets it up to say Gordy Ainsley, you know, was the first person to do this. And 
Yeah, and they say like he invented trail running or something like horseshit. <laughs> yeah, it's like what? Yeah, like, no, no. yeah, what? yeah. No. It's like, well, I hope to make it out to to saddle sometime. I think we're 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 going. Uh, we just our family just bought one way tickets to France in July, hoping to hoping to be able to get to stay there for a few years, at least one. Uh, but I want to be at saddles. But if there's a saddles in France, I'll definitely be. There. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's, I mean, that's you know, that's barely in conversation at this yeah. point. Like, I, I don't know what that would look like. I, um, like I said, we just had a baby. I, I mean, the hardest thing I feel like is not the baby; it's like the dogs. Totally, you I know. completely agree. We didn't do much until our dog died. After like, it's like thirteen years old. Yeah, I mean, wasn't until then that we felt like we could travel because otherwise, who, no one wants your dogs for that long. Yeah. Well, I don't even want to leave my dog for that long. So it's yeah. like, I, I, you know, I would have to figure that out. And I guess there are ways of figuring that out, but yeah, but sucks. Still. Um, yeah. I don't know. We'll see yeah. what happens. Well, cool, man. Well, thanks for your time. I hope we can do this again sometime in person. If you, if you do end up doing Zion, I'm, I'm running Zion. So maybe we cross paths there. If you end up. Uh, yeah. It's looking like I'll probably be at the races again this year. So. Okay. Did the Antelope Canyon, has that has that happened yet? No, that's a couple of weeks. So that Antelope Canyon is a weird thing because the people at Antelope Canyon are used to working with Lyle. Yes. They only want to work with Lyle. They want Lyle. Yeah. But it seems like they're figuring it out. And 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 last I heard was that that race is is still happening. Okay. Um yeah. That's actually a thing. I don't I don't know that well. Those people might listen to this podcast, but <laughs> like, that's actually been a hard thing for me to like stay involved with yeah, just yeah. like based off of my own reputation. And, um, I feel like they differ a lot in how, you know, our approaches towards right things. Yep. And, um, I've, I've been able to sort of like compartmentalize that and just say like, well, I'm just here again, sort of as a third party. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, um, but I mean, I mean, ever since Matt left, it's like, uh, it's been, it's been an internal dialogue for sure about yeah, like yeah. why I'm still involved with this company, you know? But yeah. yeah, I don't know. That company's crazy. Yeah. And all the international stuff feels like that's more of their focus. I'd want to do, I really want to, um, if something ever happened to those races, I'd want to be a part of keeping something alive in Zion. Uh, or at least that, you know, Apple Valley and all that. I just love that area so much. Yeah, they actually, so they bought those like 60 acres up on I know, I know. I'd really like to have those for myself, but that's not on the table. Well, that's that's been like another opportunity I've had. It's like, they just like build tiny houses and put them on that property. Mm. You know, it's like, but, you know, whatever. There's lots of opportunities. I don't like, like I said, it's so like, that's like another thing, like starting out saddles was like, um, I think in a lot of ways, once my daughter was born, like I, I sort of had this reaction that's like pretty opposite to what like you're supposed to have as a reaction in becoming a parent uh-huh. is like, I got real, I, I feel like, you know, that sort of like cliche thing, like, oh, like can't do this anymore like blah like like you know like all that shit it's like i like i reacted like pretty violently to that to her in the sense of like i only want to do things that are like interesting now 
Like, I don't want it. Like, yes. You know what I mean? Like my daughter's 100%. not like my daughter's not going to give a shit about like whatever, like tiny house I built and sold to somebody, you know no. what I mean? But like, as much as like, I sort of cringe at things like, you know, live streams or documentaries or like YouTube or fucking Floda cans, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> It's like that, what what I've like sort of realized is like that stuff's not really about me. You know what yeah. I mean? Like if like in 10 years, my daughter can like watch documentaries of her dad and like hold a soda can with her dad's picture on that. Yeah. So like where I'm going with that is like, I, I only want to invest my time in things that like, like are going to be like an interesting life for her. It's yes. like, I, I finally have like, because I mean that that is a trope about like being a parent that's true it's like it's you know it's you stop doing things for yourself you know yes. and so yes. it's like um and I think that's good for everyone I think that's good for my whole family I think that's good for me and it's like so like like even though we were like like pregnant and like having a newborn last year at Saddles it was like it was still time to like invest my time in things that aren't like pulling wire you know yeah. and like like i don't want to invest my time in dumb shit anymore yeah and yeah, so I it's think like and, and i don't want to like i don't want to just sit in prescott and raise my kid like in like i don't want to raise my kid in like obnoxious trump usa like i yeah. just like don't you know what i mean yeah. and and so it's like like the culture in this town is not nice it's not friendly. It's like, yeah. it's not, you know, it's combative and it's yeah. shitty. And yeah. it's like, I just don't want her to be exposed. So like, I want to move. And it's like, I mean, I guess like stuff like that exists everywhere, but it's like, sure. Like I just, so like, I just want all things to be worthwhile in, with my time. And so yeah. like building saddles, investing in satisfy, like investing in, cooler things than like yeah 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 i think what's true is that the like you say the trope of like your life kind of becomes about your kids the one that's not true is that the the thing that comes in tandem with that is becoming is living a more predictable life like you have to you know the quote-unquote settle down my wife and i were afraid of that we've rebelled and you know i'm 41 now and it's like we're we're taking three kids out of school, trying to go to France. And it's like, it's a lot of work and I'm feeling my age right now. Like, can I, can I, can I take, can I take a 10 year old, seven year old and a four year old to the heart of Paris and for 12 months. And it's just, it feels like, well, if I don't do this now, then I'm going to go down that other path of the trope that I think is not true that my life is about my kids. And I'm also making really boring, predictable day in and day out decisions to accommodate that. I don't want that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we said earlier, like it's the dogs are harder than the kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause airplanes will allow kids. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. I, I, and I mean, I think that's another good example of what we were talking about before, where it's like, I think we all know this. We all know these things. It's like, it's not, and we, we all like know the people who do like say those things are people who don't live very interesting lives themselves. And so yeah. it's like, yeah. Um, they take comfort in the fact that like you have a kid now and so they want you to be boring as well because it makes them feel better. <laughs> but yeah. it's like, you know, I mean, yes, it, it, yes, it is more work. Yes. It requires to be, it requires you to be more thoughtful. 
Yeah. And like, and like how you, how you fulfill those things. But like, I can't believe like how excited I am to get to like show my daughter Spain, you know mm. what I mean? And it's like, or like take her, I don't know. It's just, it's just a really exciting adventure yeah, man. To, to like be able to, to, and again, it, a lot of the things I say are like pretty privileged and I get that, but it's also like, uh, there's nothing more exciting to me than being able to like, yeah, just give her a really interesting, fun yeah. lifestyle, you know? Yeah, yeah man. And yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I think that comes with age too. You know, I'm 38 and just had my first baby. So yeah. Like, yeah. My last one, I was 38, 37. Yeah. Makes you feel younger. I mean, I, 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 as I'm 41, when my dad was 41, I was a lot older. So it's like, yeah. you know, keeps me young, keeps me feeling young. Yeah. yeah. And then the trail running too is like, you know, like what's it, saddles was an opportunity to like still be involved in the trail running thing as I get older, you know yes. what I mean? I mean even yep. like yesterday, like I ran for as hard as I fucking could for four hours and 45 minutes. And you know, I lost by 40 minutes, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. like the reality is that like, it's just a different sport. Now these kids showing up to these races, like, yeah. like I can't, I can't, I can't play around with that. Yeah. They, these even, are all the in, kids. even in my like best of best days, like that's not who I was. <laughs> that's not who I ever was. And it's like, I can't play around with real runners. Right. And it's also, I'm like 38 now and it just hurts a lot more. And yep. it's like, it's just like, that's like Cocodona this year. I, I, I mean, it's like, I've participated every year. The first year was the only year that I thought that I could even do it. The The last two years have just been participation trophies. Like I knew I wasn't going to finish both yeah. years. Um, yeah. Like this year I am going to run, but whether I win or whether I drop, it's, it's going to be the last year I participate yeah. in Cocodona. I am though trying to go into Cocodona, like at least somewhat prepared for it this year, yeah, like which has never, which has never happened. Yeah. Um, even the first year that I ran, I wasn't like ready for it. It was, so funny. it was just this like impulsive thing. So like now again, I've aged a lot in the last few years, like both yeah. like, like intellectually, like emotionally and like physically. So it's like, yeah. Um, even going into Cocodona prepared, I don't think that that guarantees anything, mm. but I, but I would like to at least say once in my life, I, I ran that race actually like kind of trained for it and ready to mm. do that versus yeah. just like hopping in the night before. <laughs> it's like, uh, so yeah, we'll see, you yeah. know what I mean? And, and I just like, I have like these, um, I actually saw that you have, you're going to interview McKnight like tomorrow. Yeah. Or yeah. Today, it's yeah. like, um, it's weird. I'm going to bring up Michael Jordan again for the second <laughs> yeah. time in an interview. Yeah. I don't ever talk about people like yeah. that. <laughs> but I remember watching like the, that whatever that documentary came out about him and yeah, he was saying that he like makes up rivalries with people. Yes. Just to like get pissed off at them. And like, yeah, I feel like there's a part of me that like, I've like made up this pretend rivalry between me and McKnight that like he has no idea exists. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But like, uh, yeah, so I need to, I need to go back and just like not let him have the course record on anything. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. I like that. I, from, I mean, just even from the standpoint of like, you know, 
feeling old, the, the going from the feeling old statement to like, you just, you also like naturally go back to the, there's like a competitor in you. That's still gonna like, if this is your last year that you're going to go for it, like you're going to, you're going to go for it. You're going to, you're going for the win. Well, no, I mean, I do think that's a misunderstanding about me uh, uh, of the fact that like, like when I run a race, like I, I care. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I mean, I, I feel like my whole brand is uh, to whatever people think I am and whoever people, whatever people think I am. It's like, is that like, I just don't like, don't care about anything. And I'm just like <laughs> out there like wandering around on mushrooms 24 hours a day. And it's like, um, but it's like, no, like if I run a race, like I'm like, I'm trying to win. Like I'm, I'm yeah. going to try Like I have that part of me. It's like, yeah. why else would I be there? Right. It's like, I can go run Cocodona any day of the year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm here to race these yep. people. It's like, it's like, I have that. I mean, it's, it's, I don't think I have it as much as, as other people do really like clearly, sure. but I mean, but I, you know, I, I want to do well. I want, and, and I feel like that was a big part of me dropping Cocodona last year was like, like, could I have like laid down for 12 hours and like slept and like kept going and like yeah. eventually finished? Like, of course I could have done that. Yeah. But it's hard for competitive athletes to stay like, like when you know that you're not going to do what you're capable of potentially doing at a race. Yes. Like, how do you stay motivated? Because we know we could finish. It's like, yes, of course we could finish. Yeah. But like, am I willing to like put myself through 48 more hours of like complete suffering and dread just to finish a race I've already finished before? Yeah. Just to finish. Like, um, like I've sort of lost that yeah. a little bit in my ultra running. Like I don't have the finish at all costs mentality anymore. Mm. That's probably why I'm not very good at ultra running anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I just like, I don't necessarily have that part of me anymore, but it's like, I do think this year at Cocodona, I need to get over that. I need to like sort of just accept the fact that like, you know, it's my last year out there, regardless of whether or not I'm being competitive, like just try and finish. And yeah. Like, um, yeah. I've always admired when, um, I mean, it, it's, I should say it's made sense to me when someone like you, who is competitive when you are clearly not going to win that you step out of the race because you know, if it, let's assume our bodies only have a certain number of miles on them total, why throw, why throw 150 miles on your body on a, you know, on just getting the finish when you could go back, recover and, you know, have more in the tank next year. Yeah. And it's also, it's not, like multi-day racing is not like it's, 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 it's an experience. Not a lot of people know. Yeah. Like running 250 miles is not running two and a half hundred milers. Mm. It's like, or, or whatever, whatever sort of like yeah. comparison you want to make there. It's like, I've, I've still, I physically, um, like me mentally, I, I don't think that I've recovered from c my Colorado trail experience. Really? Like that, like it, it destroyed me like, mm -hmm. like bad. And it's like, these things are not good for you. These things are not like, and, and they have real like re repercussions. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's not like a hundred miler where like, you think a repercussion is like, 
oh, you're just not going to feel good for a week or whatever. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, no, I mean, it's been like two and a half years since Colorado. And I feel like I still have issues from Colorado. Really? <laughs> it's like these things, these things can damage your body mm-hmm. and your mind. I feel like I have, in a, in a way, I, I feel like I have like a trail runner's PTSD. Like mm-hmm. if I'm out in the middle of the night running like at Cocodona or something, like I'll have these moments where my mind, like in, in the headlamp bubble, really? we're all like snap back to Colorado and like my body will react with like this, like, like it has, like it'll start shutting down. It's like, you have to stop. We have Can't to get be. out of here. We have yeah. to like, we have to stop doing Oof. what we're doing right now. And it's yeah. like, <laughs> and it's like, I mean, I don't mean to like use that term lightly and compare it to like sure. people who actually have like PTSD, but it's like, yeah. it's just trail running or whatever, but it's like, right. I feel your, like your I have body, sort of, your body's this, reacting like, to something. Yeah. Like my body is like reacting to this like mental, like sort of thing that I've like put it through and yeah. And, and I mean, I haven't really been able to do very much in ultra running since Colorado, to be honest. It's like, I've sort of, um, so it, it, in a lot of ways, it sort of feels like I've had to like relearn how to be an ultra runner. I've had to relearn how to find motivation because I don't have motivation really much to like do these things anymore. Like, like, and actually I talked to Jamil about this a lot where it's like, you know, when we, it's hard for, I, I think it's interesting the guys who have run like 200, hundred milers or, you know, like you, you, <laughs> right. you, you see these things is like, it's just interesting in in the sense of like, what are you gaining from doing something for the 200th time? And again, yeah. I, it's like, I'm not trying to tear that down at all. Sure. You know what I mean? But I, but I do know that like for myself, like when, when I've, I've done a lot in ultra running, I've done, done a lot of really hard, really long stuff. And mm-hmm. um, it's, it's all like completely humbling. It's all like, I'm, I, th- I think I'm better f- for it having gone through a lot of that stuff but yeah like when i finish a hundred miler now like i don't leave that race feeling like i have had this like some like life-changing like experience mm, interesting you know what i mean it's like oh i'm done yeah all right like I, you know i did it again <laughs> you know and it's like that was hard and it kind of sucked yeah you know it's like, so when, when you have, when you learn these things about yourself and you like move forward and you have that confidence that you could finish if you want to, like, where's the motivation to like put yourself through that? Because you're not, a lot of the payoffs or a lot of the positives that come from ultra running, like you don't, I don't necessarily like continue to relive that. I don't get a lot of the positives now when I finish things, mm. I'm just out there like suffering. It actually <laughs> reminded me of like, like I used to hitchhike a lot when I was younger, like, like. 20 to 20 like 18 to probably like mid 20s like i just hitchhiked everywhere and it's like like i used to feel like this like really adventurous like young man like out like hitchhiking and doing things and then when you do anything for long enough it's like like well like the novelty of it wears off and it's like now i'm just sitting here waiting for a ride like this isn't that much fun (laughs) yeah yeah you know i'm just sitting on the side of a highway on the the navajo reservation for four hours waiting for a ride like eating yeah the second it becomes like everyday life like expected no surprises nothing unique the thrill is gone yeah then it's just yeah so like so uh, 
I guess where I'm going with it, all of this is like with, with ultra running, like, how do I like find motivation? Like yeah, where, yeah. where does the motivation come from? And it's like, it's, it's an interesting thing for the aging ultra runner to like mm-hmm. keep up that motivation to continue to put your mind and body. Because I say thing, I, I also say something that's a little controversial to some people, I guess. I don't know why it's controversial, but like, I think training for ultra marathons is re- is like one of the healthiest things you can do as a human being. Hmm. It's like you're out there like active and you're like running around all the time and it's great. Yeah. I think the act of ru- actually running the ultra marathon <laughs> is not good for you. Yeah. I think running 100 miles in a 24-hour period is not a good thing for your body. I think mm-hmm. running 250 miles in 3 days across Arizona is not good for your body. Yeah. I think running 500 miles in a week and a hundred thousand feet of climbing in Colorado is not good for your body. Like these things are not good for you. And it's like, um, so like, why am I continuing to put myself through things that are clearly bad for me physically, mentally, and emotionally, and I'm not getting, I'm not getting the positives. Right. Because I don't care about Hmm. my name being on FKT's website because I like, I don't care (laughs) about getting like, you know, yeah. I don't care about getting like adoration on Instagram. Like, I don't care. Like once you stop caring about a lot of those things and you're not getting the positives of ultra running, like, why are we continuing to do this year after year after year after year? Yeah. I feel like that's a good, a good kind of last question here then is what, I, you know, I kind of have my summary at this point based off of our conversation. What, what are the things that you do care about? Like, what are the things that, do get you out of bed related to ultra running. Like in some ways this is a synthesis of our whole conversation, but you know, how would you, how would you word that? Yeah, no, I mean, I do care about ultra running. Obviously it's become a huge part of my life and it's become a huge part of my identity for lack of a, I don't like that word, but for lack of a better word. And it's like, uh, but like, I care about, like, I care about, being able to get a text message from Jamil saying, Hey, do you want to do this race? And being able to do that. I care about mm-hmm. a friend flying into town and getting a text and saying, Hey, we're going to the grand Canyon tomorrow. Do you want to, do you want to go climb Zoraster? Do you want to go run some, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, do you want like, and being able, like, I care about being healthy and being fit and being able to do those things. I care about like showing up and like seeing the people that I've like become friends with at Aravipa and like being able to like engage with them and feel like they're appreciative of the fact that I'm there. Yeah. And also like me feeling appreciative that I can like be there and, you know, and, and like, I care about like creating things in trail running that are more genuine and authentic than just like, you know, buy this, buy this shoe. Right. You know what I mean? I care about like bringing things to Prescott that are more than like Trump rallies and vape shops. (laughs) I care about like, you know, like I do care about things like for sure. Yeah. But a lot of that doesn't have to do with like my own like sort of personal performance and like receiving adoration for being a good runner or for being um, like, and I get that I've like, I mean, I mean, getting attention for things feels good, right? It's like, it's why, it's why I've, it's why a lot of us run ultra marathons. It's why people put bumper stickers on their cars. It's like why, it's why all any of us have a social media. It's like, there's something, 
even though a guy like me would like like tends to tear down the behavior of like of of blatantly wanting attention like like being loud obnoxious people you know what i mean yeah but 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 it's like there's something about human nature that craves attention for whatever reason that is that's like a true thing about like the human psyche is like receiving attention for things feels good but like but again as i i think i'm a person who's like received a lot of attention for things and like i've like that does feel good but it also like like a person like me can sort of like observe observe that and like take that in and realize that like that's not a great thing to be like a a, a motivator for me to like continue to do things like yeah i need i'm like hmm. if i become addicted to like receiving attention from people because of my own like personal achievements you know that yeah. was, and that was a huge thing that happened to me in the middle of the colorado run hmm. was like it wasn't just about me is like there was like you know six to 10 other people on the crew Mm. there putting themselves through hell for a week. Yeah. Trying to support me. And, and why am I doing this? Like all of this is like ego based. All of this is so that like I can have my name in front of somebody else's name. All of this is like, Mm. so when you stop caring about that, when you stop, or, or I shouldn't say you stop caring about that, you just realize that like, that's not necessarily the most like healthy outlook yes, yes. or like mentality that you should embrace. And you should actually like, tr- try your best to like, keep that at arm's distance to like, um, you, you begin to fall into what I've fallen into, which is like, you begin to fall into the, um, like, like, to set an FKT on the Colorado trail, you have to be, you have to be obsessed with that. Yes. You know what I mean? That has to be like at all costs, like nothing else fucking matters, like at all costs beating. I mean, and this is sport in general. This is like, this is competitiveness in general. Like if you want to be the best at anything or have your name on anything, like, and this goes back to what I said earlier, is like, you can't be like this, like balanced, healthy. Yeah. 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 Person. It's just like, it's just like not the case. I actually think that's a problem with American sports right now. Yeah. In general, of all all levels of like professional sports, Mm -hmm. is that I feel like the younger generation is like a much more like aware and sort of like mental health is like this thing that's important to them. Yeah. So I feel like sport is suffering from that. Mm, yeah like yeah, like, right. like the like there there will never be another like kobe bryant or something you know what i mean it's like, right i've obviously like been watching basketball yeah uh, but it's like it's like because runners or runner well yeah runners but all, like all professional athletes are realizing that like mental like mental health is a more important thing than like like winning well, at all costs yep. like sort of thing and yeah, so it's that- like but, and they even but just because like you of said, that, like sport is suffering, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but even like you said, like if 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 what you're going for is the likes and for people to notice you and pay attention to you, you, you probably start to do things that you that you no longer respect. In order to, if you if you want to main, you either maintain that or you maintain some level of self respect. Yeah, I mean that was a big thing for me when I when I was before I was with Satisfy and I had involvement with other companies was like there's a lot of behavior out there that I don't admire, especially on social media. Yeah, and so when I when I would catch myself 
behaving like that or when 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 I would unintentionally be out in the mountains all day and I would be thinking about an Instagram like mm. caption. Yeah. That to me was like the moment where it was like, <laughs> what have I become? What have I become? And, and as critical as I am as, of others, I'm a lot more critical of myself. So, mm-hmm. so when I, when I caught myself behaving that way, that's not good for me. That like, like, that wasn't a good place for me to be in. So like, yeah, I, you know, I had to remove a lot of that from my life. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I think to go back to your question about like what, you know, still motivates me, it's sort of all of those other things. I think, I think that there's a lot of, and in a way, like, the whole it's actually funny to me because i feel like i've become what i hate yeah the most but in a way that makes sense hmm. in in a way i feel like like i've become an influencer <laughs> more than an athlete right you know you know what i mean like like obviously like i would never like refer to myself as that or like i don't think (laughs) of myself of that but you have influence but like why 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 am i why do i get paid to be a trail runner yeah i don't win races so like everything that like i criticize in like today's world of like social media and just like today's world in general is like i've sort of become that Mm mm-hmm um, and I, and I think for not the same reasons and, and, sure. and, and like, I don't think I do it the same way. Right. But it's sort of this like funny, like full circle sort of thing where it's like, well, maybe, maybe runners not being the best and still getting the attention is actually good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like maybe yeah. there's a broader landscape in, in trail running of like intent and motives and like interesting characters Maybe that's like a better way to like, and I mean, and I mean, I still, I, I still like, and that's another thing too, is like, I don't think I'm like that, inter- that, that interesting compared to like a lot of people. Hmm. Like you go back into the mid and the back of the packs of any race, like there's a much more interesting and, and better motivated people sure. than I am. Um, but because I've been able to like sort of carve out this area of like having these like different motives, but I still am able to sort of kind of compete. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like yeah. That, that's like, that's, that's intriguing. Um, so like, but yeah, like, um, yeah, I mean, I think sport in general and, and again, like trail running, like ultra running in general, like I find it interesting that, a sport that has defined itself by like endurance yeah is obsessed with speed like i like i get it interesting you know yeah. what i mean like like yeah. i understand yeah. like speed is how sport is measured <laughs> right you know what i mean but like i actually remember to bring up carl again i remember it was like i remember this conversation i think it was with ricky gates because okay. i like we actually like disagreed over this uh-huh where it was, uh, it was like FKT had just uh, the announced their like FKT of the year award or whatever. And it was like the two that the two that it was like down to or whatever it was, it was either Carl's Appalachian Trail uh-huh. or Jim's Rim to Rim to Rim. Okay. And I was like, 
how can anyone possibly like like there no one understands what Carl like no one understands what a long trail FKT is except for the very small number of people who have <laughs> put themselves through that. Yeah. And the idea that anyone could think running six hours across the Grand Canyon like <laughs> is on the same page even as, touch that. A, as running like like two thousand fucking miles. And how how has our sport, which is like supposedly embracing endurance, like how are we more like into speed into what Jim did. And again, not taking anything away from no, Jim. I like, get that's it. That's, a, that's an excellent insane. point. It's so insane yeah. to run six yeah. hours rim to rim to rim. Yeah. But it's yeah. like, it's just like how, like, like, and it wasn't until my first experience of doing that, like multi-day running, like it, yeah. like I remember after doing the Arizona trail, which was like, um, it completely changed what I thought I knew about endurance. Like mm -hmm. I thought endurance was like, and I, I, and I this is like going to sound like very, you know, I don't know what it's going to sound like, but it, it's like, uh, like I, rem I remember saying after that, just being like, I don't think anything you can do in a 24 hour period is endurance. Mm. Like it, it completely changed because because running a hundred miles or running for a sub 24 hour experience and then laying in bed for two weeks is like, not this, like, that's not really, that wasn't like really endurance to me. That's just like yeah. destroying yourself in a 24 hour period and then recovering right. for a long time. Yeah. But when you get into the multi-day thing, like sustainability becomes a significantly yeah. more important thing. You have to get up every day and keep doing it every yes. day. Keep yeah. doing it. That's endurance. Yeah. And so like, it, it's a completely different thing. That's why hundred milers, you know, like I, I remember talking to uh, Eric Sensman when he was running Cocodona. Mm -hmm. It's like, obviously like a good runner, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but oh, yeah. I, to like use him as, as an example, like it's what I said earlier about how running Cocodona is not running a hundred miles, two and a half times. It's like, it's a completely mm -hmm. different sport. Yeah. It's a completely different approach. It's like, yeah. You have to change everything. It's also why the like people like even like string bean, you know, like I don't think like string bean yeah. is that good at like hundred milers or whatever. Yeah. Like because doing something in a 24 hour period where you're not resting and you're not having to recover and get up and doing it again is completely different. It's just totally different yeah. sport. It's like yeah. Um I had Candace Burt on the the podcast last week. And she was trying to talk me into it because I'm I'm not a good hundred miler. She's but as we talked about it, she's like, you maybe you probably really like the two hundred then. Yeah. Give no, I've had people to talk sleep. to me about that or ask me about that. And I've said the same thing. I was like, so I had friends, you know, especially like around Prescott, because they've like seen Cocodona and they you know, they know me and like things yeah. like that. And I've had a handful of friends around Prescott run Cocodona. And I remember before before them running, it's probably similar to what Candace said to you, where it's like uh, yeah, the multi-day thing, you know, you might be really good at it. Yeah. You know, you just don't know and, until you like go through that and do that. And typically it's not the people who are good ultra runners. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, that, that felt like a good note to end on. Yeah. I, uh, man, I really appreciate all your time. I'm stoked to to go back through all this and, um, be watching you at Cocodona and maybe see you at Zion. If you mark the course or if you're ever up in Salt Lake, let me know if I'm ever in Prescott. I don't, I looked at that, looked at it on a map and I don't know if I will just be crossing through anytime soon, but if so, I'll, I'll look you up.
Cool. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I think I'll be at Zion. So. Okay. Yeah, man. Well, I appreciate all your time. And also maybe, uh, maybe cross paths in France sometime. That'd be cool. All right. Cool, man. We'll take care. Thank you so much. All right. See you.